You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 213. Today, I'm going to show you how you can attract more abundance into your life and your business. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. As I'm hearing myself talk right now, it almost sounds like I'm losing my voice again. I just wrapped up my mastermind. It was our fourth and final inner circle retreat of 2018. So there was a lot of talking. And then like two weeks prior, we had our live event, which I pretty much lost my voice. And I'm like, oh, I thought I got it back, but I think I'm losing it again. So bear with me. I may sound a little different on the podcast. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But we're going to get into a special topic today. We're going to talk about what I, in my experience, has always been the number one key ingredient for unlocking more miracles, more abundance, more of everything that you want in your life and in your business. Like I said, we just finished up our last mastermind retreat of the year. It was amazing. It was incredible. It went by so fast, but our members all said it was the best of the whole year. So it was just a fantastic way to wrap up the year. And yeah, you know, it's the middle of November or so, but you know, with the holidays and Christmas, New Year's, like it really does start to feel like the year is starting to wrap up already. I know it's like a little premature, but one of the things that we did there was a powerful process that I'm going to be taking you guys through on a future episode. So if you're not already subscribed to us on iTunes, so you get all the updates with all the new episodes, please make sure you're doing that. But a powerful process I took them through, I'm going to give you an opportunity for you to do this, is to really complete your year. This is something I've been doing myself for years. Some iteration of it, I modify it and I change it and tweak it slightly every year. But for us to get present and take the time to look back and reflect on these past 12 months, the wins, the losses, what worked, what didn't work, and to really put a cap on it, you know, to really put the period at the end of this sentence, at the end of this chapter, and be able to be intentional about turning the page to a new blank page, to start thinking about next year, about the next 12 months from a place of pure white space. How much more are you free to create? How much more effective can you be in your visioning when you don't have all this stuff of what you thought you need to be doing and what you did, what didn't work and what you think is the only way to make it work? You know, like filling that page before you begin. So stay tuned because we're going to absolutely show you how you can create that process yourself as we wind down our 2018 it was also a great event because one of the big topics was around fear and how pervasive fear is in our lives. As entrepreneurs, you know, we set out to create in the unknown. That's what we do. I believe that your ability as an entrepreneur is directly proportioned to your ability to see and hold 
a vision of something that does not yet exist, which means it's not there. There's no proof. There's no evidence. It hasn't been created yet. And the question is, is can you hold on to this delicate vision despite all the proof, the evidence, the argument against it? Despite all the logic and the statistics of why it won't work, can't work, why it hasn't been done, which therefore means it'll never be done. And great entrepreneurs are willing to do that. They're able to do that. But fear can get in the way of that. Our fear of failure, our fear of it not working, our fear of it wasting our time actually becomes the very thing that hinders our ability to fulfill on our vision, to manifest our dreams. And even at this room where there's multiple six and seven figure entrepreneurs, fear is still there. See, you might be living this illusion that once you make a certain amount of money and you get to this certain level and, ooh, I want to be in this room and status and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, I do say blah, blah, blah a lot. You know, okay. <laughs> all right, pause. So I get all these questions on Instagram or posts on Instagram and Facebook and everyone always says like, James always says blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I do? <laughs> And I'm like, I got to start listening to myself when I talk because I don't even know that I do it. And I guess I just did. So, all right, you guys are making fun of me. <laughs> I'll try and do it a few more times. I'll try and say blah, blah, blah a few more times. But anyways, where was I? We often think that we see these people that have what we want. We see these people that have gotten to this level and, and it's like, the happily ever after fairy tale Disney story, right? Like, oh, they don't, they don't worry about things. They don't have problems anymore. They don't have fears. Like they're completely like rid of fear in their life. Eh, not true. Not true. It's just different. It's different fears. You know, it's the whole new level, new devil. It's something else. In fact, there's something maybe you haven't considered when you look at people, they're like, wow, I just, I want to speak on stage like that person. I want to have an audience like that person. Boy, if I had that, I wouldn't have blah, 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 blah. No, I just did it again. <laughs> oh dear. What is wrong with me? Don't answer that. <laughs> okay. So what you may have not considered is someone that's built an audience and built a name and a reputation. They start to develop fears of, oh, now I've got all these eyeballs on me. What if I make a wrong move? Now I have all this. That means I have something I can lose. What if it gets all taken away from me? The fear doesn't go away once you get some external result, the fear goes away when you choose to stop feeding it. And ironically, when you choose to stop feeding it, that's when you start getting those external results. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, we're going to talk about one key element about that today. But that was a big thing. You know, that really came up big for this room. People that are at multiple seven figures in the room and fear is still real. It's so real for all of us. If you think me talking here, like I don't get worried. I don't have concerns. We do it, all of us as human beings all day long. In fact, we don't even realize it anymore because it's so normalized. It's so a part of who we are. It's like these little latent micro fears. We get afraid of what someone will think or what someone will say or how they'll respond when we say something, when we speak our mind. And so we hold back. We bite our tongue. We avoid the difficult, uncomfortable conversation. But even to say something is an uncomfortable conversation is fear. It's a fear of, I don't want this to go this way. I'm afraid they're going to say this or think that. And therefore, it's uncomfortable. But again, we love that acronym, right? Fear is just false evidence appearing real. 
but it does sure feel real to us at the, in the moment, doesn't it? And when you start to realize how much it controls your life, when you realize how much your beliefs are dictating your actions, your behaviors and your habits, and when you have fears, you have fear-based beliefs, you realize you're operating out of fear. You're playing small, you're holding back, you're what I say, you're pulling your punches. And we still somehow think that that strategy is going to work for us. When in reality, it won't. Ever. Ever. So we'll talk about something that can help combat fear. But if you think you can get to where you want to go in 2019, the results that you want, the things that you're committed to, while still holding on to fear and operating out of fear, you're in for a pretty rude awakening. Because it's one or the other. Every single time, it's a choice, one or the other. What's scaring the crap out of you and choosing your fear or choosing your commitment, choosing the outcome. So we're going to do an episode on that, I think. We're going to do an episode on completing your 2018. I think that'd be really great. And we got another episode coming up that I'm really excited about. I think we're going to air it next week because my dear friend, Miss Amy Porterfield, came into the office, Wedmore HQ, and we did a fantastic episode We talked about everything. Oh my goodness. This is going to be an amazing one. So I'm really pumped for it. That's next Monday. We're going to talk about the fears and struggles that she's had growing a multiple, multiple seven figure business and staying relevant for so many years, how she's evolved, what she's learned about herself, what she sees has changed in the industry, trends she sees moving forward. It's just an incredible conversation. I've known her for so long. So it's just, and it's in person. So we just had the opportunity to have like the greatest conversation ever. I can't wait to share it with you. That's next Monday here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take another moment and really start with a huge, huge sense of gratitude. Like just so much thank you to our listeners because we've been getting so many incredible reviews on the podcast and you guys are amazing. This is from SS Booth who says, I've always loved James's podcast. And they go on to talk about some of the newest segments that we've been sharing. So they said, since hearing some of his newest episodes, I've been implementing testimonial strategies, uh, which is one of our episodes. I gave myself permission to launch new programs. And most recently, I welcomed my first $10,000 week. So excited. Thank you, James. You being you is exactly what we need. So thank you. That's so amazing. And this is from Natasha, who's, who gave us five stars on iTunes, saying this is a life-changing podcast. This has been the most life-changing podcast. So glad I stumbled upon it. I was hooked from the first episode. I heard and enrolled in business by design. I feel like my life has propelled forward since finding James's work. Thank you. This is amazing. And last one's from Light Beamers. It says, James Wedmore has won me over. This is my go-to podcast for business inspiration and practical implementation tips. I'm just so grateful. And your feedback, your reviews means everything to me. It just drives me. It propels me to keep doing this, you know, every single week. So thank you. And speaking of gratitude, that's what we're going to talk about today. If we're going to have a conversation of moving through fear and receiving more abundance, attracting more abundance into our life, then that is the topic of the day. Gratitude. Now, I get it. It's a little cliche of me because it's the week of Thanksgiving and I'm doing an episode on being thankful. I 
hate being cliche. I don't do Black Friday things. I don't do the trends and I roll my eyes when I see everyone else do it. I always want to do different. I always want to zig when everyone's zagging. But I still, despite that, felt really inspired to compound this message of gratitude and really speak to why it's so relevant and important and goes beyond what we tend to just write off as a almost oversimplified, superficial thanks. (laughs) Thank you, right? Thank you very much. And that's great, but I want to take it deeper. So I hope you'll go there with me. And one of the reasons that really inspired this, it wasn't actually because of Thanksgiving. It just, it makes it kind of perfect, (laughs) but it wasn't actually because of Thanksgiving. What it was actually was someone I talked to recently and they listened to the podcast and they might know, they might be like, oh, that was me, (laughs) was telling me about someone and we're going to keep very, you know, no names or anything, but they're telling me about someone who, you know, generated a lot of money, a lot of money. And they were basically complaining that it wasn't enough. And, you know, that gets me. Like I'm, I'm definitely not perfect and I've got my triggers and that like, that like really got to me. Not like really, really got to me, but it got to me. It was like, you know, like, you know, dude, you should be grateful. <laughs> like it's called appreciate, you know, like there's people like struggling to pay the bills and making millions and it's like not enough for you. And you know, it's a judgment. It is what it is, but it, it's what inspired this as a message because here's an example of someone that got results that probably you listening on this would be like, I would kill for those results. Not literally, hopefully. And it wasn't enough for them. And look, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're not happy or satisfied with what you've got now, how do you ever expect to get what you think will make you happy? You can't do it. It won't happen. So like to make this real for you, right? How do you expect to build your email list when you're still complaining that your list isn't big enough? I don't have enough people on my email list. Not enough people are following me. How do you expect that to grow your email list? If you're not grateful, even if it's five people, if you're not grateful for the five people that you have now, how do you expect to get six? or seven, let alone the 10, 20,000 that you want. How do you expect to make more sales if you're ungrateful for the sales that you already have? So gratitude is everything. And it's everything because the energy, the frequency of gratitude, the energy, the frequency of gratitude is the very frequency of receiving of allowing, of letting something come in. Why? Because it is the frequency where there is absolutely no resistance. There is no resistance whatsoever in gratitude. What do we mean by resistance? Resistance is a thought or feeling that counters the desire or outcome, the thing that you want. And when you're in gratitude about the things that you want, there is no resistance. There's also no fear. You can try this on and prove me wrong, but you can't 
be appreciative and grateful and like vibrate <laughs> at gratitude and feel fear at the same time. It's a choice moment to moment. You're either afraid of something that's going to happen or could happen, would happen, don't want to have happen, or you're grateful now in the present for what you have. And being grateful is total alignment with no resistance and no fear. And what it's saying is, thank you for that which I already have. It is perfect. It's complete. It's enough. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing missing. Whereas what most people are doing is they're trying to attract through their wanting and needing. But the very idea of wanting something or needing something is simultaneously telling your entire being, your subconscious, your DNA, your cells, that you do not have it and it is therefore a problem and it creates stress or fear or an anxiety and then we expect to still have it like look and i get it because you know when you were like three and two and you didn't have your bottle and you cried for it you know mommy gave it to you but we're not three anymore we're adults and crying about it I mean, you can, you can totally cry. I'm not saying don't cry, but crying about it and complaining about it and whining about it and yelling, I want it more and I need it more doesn't actually bring it to you. Doesn't actually do it. It won't. I get why we do it because it worked for us as little kids, but it doesn't work. What if instead we could operate from a place of gratitude. It sounds so counterintuitive because it's like you're grateful for what you already have. So how would that be the frequency of receiving more? It's simply because there's no resistance. One of the phrases that we always use every time my wife and I, Chelsea and I experience anything that we just like love it could be like, we got a free something, right? Or an, an adventure or whatever. We're immediately like, oh, thank you. Like total gratitude present. And we just say, and more, please. Thank you. More, please. Yes, please. More of that, please. Right? And it's really starting to just expand this feeling, this state of gratitude and seeing how long we can hold it. So in a moment, I'm going to give some like exercises and homework for you that can really help like to really try this on. But like, here's a question here is like, how grateful have you really been living? Like how grateful have you been? If you just kind of took a, a look back, even just the past week, past month, this past year, have you been living in a state of perpetual gratitude and appreciation? There's a quote I found recently and I love it. And it's the way I really want to live. I want you to live this way too, or at least to shine on. And the quote is, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Those two go together so well. It's so much easier to appreciate something when there's no expectations, when there's no attachments, there's no neediness, right? That needy energy just pushes it away. I always joke about the, you're the, the girl at the bar and some guy needs to talk to you and he's being all needy. Does that attract him more to you? Or does that just like repel him because he's all needy, right? Aren't we usually attracted to the person that doesn't feel desperate, doesn't feel needy? It's the same thing here. 
Are you operating out of desperation, which guess what that is? Uh, more fear. Are you operating out of neediness? I want it. Ugh. If I want it more, it's going to come in. Or is it, thank you for all that I already have. And more, please. And I expect nothing. And I appreciate everything. Now, these things I'm talking about, because I'm very left brain, <laughs> very left brain traditionally. And these are things I've learned over the years and said, you know what? Like, you know, at a time that was like rock bottom for me, I was like, I, I got nothing to lose. It doesn't hurt right? Like that's all I'm asking. I know I'm preaching to the choir with most of you guys by now, but that's all I'm asking is to like feel a little better. It doesn't hurt to feel grateful. You know, when you actually get to a state of gratitude, like to the point where it's like welling up tears inside. And that's like, that's the gratitude I'm talking about where you just want to like start crying. Those aren't tears of pain and suffering. That's a release and a let go of the pain and suffering that you've been holding on. That's a letting go and entering to a state of joy and bliss. What's the worst, you know, that I'm asking here, right? Is to feel good, to feel good more often. Isn't that why we're doing anything we want to do anyways? Why do you want to build your business? I want to make more money. Why do you want to make more money? Well, you know, I also want to make more impact. I don't want to be greedy. Why do you want to make more impact? I want to make a difference. Why do you want to make a difference? Because because I want to know that my life has meaning. Why do you want your life have meaning? So, you know, because it feels good. It makes me happy. It makes me feel alive. It's all going to come back. You guys know this is all going to come back to some drive or desire of you feeling a more positive emotional experience in an emotional state. But what most people are doing is they're living conditionally. They're waiting for all the external variables to align outside in their life before they can choose to feel this way. Once I have all these things ready, then I can do the things I need to do and I'll finally be happy. I'll finally feel enough. I'll finally feel successful. It's backwards. That's why people stay stuck. That's why the New Year's resolutions stay New Year's resolutions and not become results and realities because they're living backwards. You can choose to feel the way you want to feel now. And you know, when we ask questions like, how would you feel if you had these results? How would you feel if you did this, these things? And you're like, I don't know. Well, the, the default like delete key universal button is to feel grateful. It's to feel grateful for everything you have in your life right now, even when it's upside down. And you, you're already starting to ask me that question. I get that. But like, how do you feel grateful when this is happening in your life or this is happening in the world or this is happening with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And we'll get to that a little bit, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't. Your lack of gratitude isn't going to change anything. It's not going to make it better. It doesn't make everything go away. Just because you want to argue for the principle of it. So expect nothing, appreciate everything. Again, it was very, for me, left brain like logic. I was like, wait a second. No, 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 no. I need to have high expectations and I'll appreciate it when I get it. <laughs> not a moment before. It's backwards. It doesn't seem to make sense. It's counterintuitive. But the more I've adopted this, the more unfolds and the more it opens up for me. So why not give it a try? Why not practice it more? Why not be more intentional about it? What's the worst that's going to happen, right? Here's what I really want you to understand because here's what's happening if you're not coming from a place of gratitude and appreciation. If you're not already complete with your life as it is right now, if you're not already in love with what your current circumstances are, despite what they may be. Have you heard that phrase? Like you take your with you wherever you go. 
So we're trying to change all these external things to make us happy. But then you just find out it's like same different day because you take your with you wherever you go because you didn't actually change. And so what happens is when you're not grateful, you're not appreciative. Really, the antithesis of that is is coming from, you know, could be lack. It could be coming from a place of something's wrong or something's bad. It's coming from judgment. And when you're doing that, what you're actually doing and what you've trained your subconscious mind to do is to look for evidence of the things that you do not want. If you say people are bad, people are evil, like, oh, he's a jerk and she's a pain in the butt. Subconsciously, you're looking for evidence to reinforce that belief because your brain doesn't align your beliefs to fit your life. Your brain aligns your life to fit your beliefs, to fit your stories, to fit your complaints. It just gives you more of what you're already saying. The world becomes the mirror or the reflection of what you're saying to yourself. And so if you're not grateful and you're complaining, it's like really life is taking that order and saying, okay, you want more crappy people in your life. Okay, you want more experiences and opportunities to not grow your email list and not grow your audience and not not get more sales. Okay, got it. Let me give you more of that. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Instead, it's thank you for the list that I have. Thank you for the the five people that I've connected with that are following me, that are choosing to listen to me or choosing to sign up or to purchase. Thank you. And it says, oh, okay, so you want more of that. Okay, got it. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's so simple. I just hope it like clicks for you guys. But it's so simple. Because if you stayed in this state of gratitude, we could release so much of the fear that is just latent in our lives. And we could release so much of these beliefs that, you know, you could call limiting belief, something that is, that is preventing you from getting what you want. You could do this all one giant delete key with gratitude, but you'd have to feel it like really feel it. And it's not just a few minutes in the morning, although that's a great place to start. But if we could do this as much as we can throughout the day. So, some exercises or some prompts or some things to kind of help you. First, yes, absolutely beginning the day from a place of appreciation and gratitude, even just before you get out of bed. And you can start for just like being grateful and being present to the fact that you're alive today and the planet is still here and that there's a sunrise this morning and that you have a bed to sleep in and a roof over your head and loved ones next to you. Pretty simple. But until you're really present to that, you know, it's just same different day. Go through my routine. Stay asleep. Lights are off upstairs. So can you begin that way? Can you begin a little bit more intentional? Even for those of you guys who are the smart ones listening are already while you're hearing my voice starting to play out that list of things that you can be grateful for, things you're choosing to appreciate in your life right now. Even the fact that we have internet and phones and technology where you can hear my voice where like 10 years ago, this wasn't even possible. What the heck? Like 10 years ago, we couldn't even do this. The first iPhone that didn't even have a video camera came out in 2007. Just took little crappy pictures. Didn't even take a video. Can you believe that? Now we're Instagram stories all over the place, right? Going live on our phones. Crazy. 
So starting the day from appreciation and not really getting up from that place until you're overwhelmed, like moved by your own gratitude. And then the question becomes, can you start to live that way? Can you start to operate in your day that way? Even those little things, you know, you've heard these before. I, I, I've heard this many times, but can you start to catch your language when you're saying all the I have to's like, ah, I've got to go to the market. Ah, I've got to call this client. Ah, I've got to do my taxes, right? Versus I get to. It's so simple, but it, but it, it comes out in our language, And it's so disempowering to say that your life is made up of all these things that you have to do as if there's someone telling you what to do. Like, you don't have to pay taxes. What? Yes, you do. No, you don't. There are plenty of people that have found ways to avoid the government, avoid the IRS. You know, some of them get found. Some of them move different countries and some of them stay in hiding. Some of them are off the grid. Those are choices. They chose that. You could choose that too may not be a great choice. I'm not saying it's a great choice, but it's a choice. And what if we looked at our life as everything as a choice? Like that's a choice. It's not an I have to, it's I get to. And we should be grateful that we have those choices. We should be grateful that we do pay taxes, you know, because we get roads and, you know, schools and other things. I don't want to turn this into a political thing, but you can choose to be a little bit more grateful because I see so many people. I've seen this in my dad because as he gets older, like I see this in older people, but I just want to complain about the way the world is and the way the way it is. And I'm like, no amount of your complaining is doing anything to change it right now. And I've watched, I've watched my dad complain about the way things are for years. And I'm like, it's not made a lick of difference. I mean, until you go out and do something about it. I've never seen him start a petition. I've never seen him even write a, a strongly worded letter to anybody. Right? It's, just, it's just complaining. And in complaint, there's, you know, we've had expectations that weren't met and we're not grateful and appreciative. So expect nothing, appreciate everything. And there'll, there'll be no need to complain. You know, we, a lot of times we complain about people because they don't show up the way we want them to. That's never going to happen. You can't control others. We can barely control ourselves. How are you supposed to control how someone else behaves? And they're supposed to, you know, like live their life according to your rules. They're supposed to show up the way you want them to. And you haven't even told them how you haven't even said, Hey, complete stranger. This is how I need you to show up. This is how I need you to talk to me. This is what I need you to say. And this is what you can't say. And if you don't, OMG, even though I haven't told you any of this and you haven't signed it or agreed to it, I'm going to be upset and I'm going to complain about you. I'm going to complain behind your back and it's going to be a bad day for me. They win, by the way. Wow, they have so much power over you. So we can notice it in our complaints. We can start to notice how often we complain. This is when we're not in gratitude. Something else too that is coming up is when you're jealous and envious and when you say judgments around those that have what you want, oh, this is a freaking big one. I see this all the time. Here's what's happening. Someone has what you want. And instead of you looking at that, what's really happening is your ego wants to protect you because it's afraid that when you look at the person that has what you want, you're going to have to look at yourself and ask, why don't I have that? And you're afraid of that answer. The answer scares you. Why do they have it and I don't? 
And instead of answering that question, it's far easier. Let's take the easy route, folks. It's far easier to find what's wrong with that person. Well, they, you know, they were, they're greedy. They're a bad person. Well, they probably had it all inherited to them or, you know, they blah, blah, blah. Oh, they just did it with Facebook ads. <laughs> it's like all this stupid stuff we say because it's so much easier to knock someone off of their pedestal that you put them on, knock them off their pedestal to cut them down a peg than to like even just be present. The fact that, Hey, where was I not taking responsibility in my life? But there's another way to look at this too. And look, this is the difference. Like this is the difference right here between those that will become successful. And I use these words loosely in air quotes, just so you know, because like, what does that even mean anyways? You know, and I swear that word just needs to come with a giant disclaimer at the bottom of the page. But this is a podcast, not a book. The difference is people that become successful look at others that have what they want and they celebrate it. They see it as proof, proof of what's possible for them. Yes, thank you. Thank you for showing more people that are living abundant lives, who are crushing it, who are making this work, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) There it is again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh dear. Okay, right? They appreciate the others that have what they want. When you complain and judge others who have what you want, you push it away. You don't even realize you're doing it. Now you do. Wake up. You are literally pushing away that which you want when you judge, criticize, and complain about those who have what you want. It is absolutely impossible to get it when you're pushing it away by complaining about it. Period. This is another opportunity to start being grateful for that. Thank you for more proof. Thank you for more evidence of what is possible for me. If they can do it, I can do it. Not if they did it, something's wrong with me. Why can't I do it? What the F is that? Gratitude, appreciation, expect nothing, appreciate everything, celebrate others, be grateful for others and what they've done and watch what magic comes to you in your life. Now, here's the hardest part because here's what's, you know, really going to come up too. Is like, okay, how do I be grateful when there's like stuff not to be grateful for in my life? Well, that's the real work, isn't it? Can you look first at who or what you are resenting in your life right now? Is there someone you're resenting? Now, if someone does come to mind or something comes to mind, I resent this or I resent this person or whatever. Yeah, there's a little bit of resentment there. It doesn't feel good, Right. We know it's not a great feeling. It's not like you want to sit in resentment. Like if I could just give you one emotion to, to choose and feel all day, you wouldn't choose like, yeah, I just want to feel this resentment, right? But when you feel it, are you expecting them to change? Isn't that kind of like what's coming with resentment is like you want them to change, you expect them to change, you need them to change. Well, for a lot of my listeners, you've been listening for 200 episodes. You've heard a lot of what I've had to say. It can be hard to change yourself. Am I right? It can be challenging. You can notice some of the same old thoughts and the same old habits and behaviors and fears coming back up again and again. So you've noticed how hard it can be for you to change. So how the heck do you expect that someone else is going to change so easily? 
how do you think that being resentful of them is going to do the job? Is going to do the trick? Can you get that by you being resentful, you're the only one hurting anybody? You're just hurting yourself. And probably that other person, but you're hurting yourself, worst of all. So how's that working? Probably not really well. (laughs) So instead of getting them to change or expecting them to change or wanting them to change or needing them to change, how can you change? Now, I'm not saying you need to change who you are. I'm not saying you need to change and be a different person. I'm saying it's an opportunity to change your perspective or change the way you look at it. And one way we can start to do this with anything in our life that's going in the category of unwanted, whether we want to call it a problem, a failure, a breakdown, an upset, something that we're dealing with is, look, we all go through this and it's not about bearing emotions. It's not about suppressing how you feel. In fact, it would be really great and advantageous to feel it fully. But are we holding on to things longer than we need to? And are we choosing little things? Are we choosing to make little things big things? And are we choosing to be triggered by everything? Are we choosing to give our power away to everything? And instead, can we start to look at what's the good in this? If there's something you're dealing with and going through right now or something that you have gone through recently, can you ask yourself, what's the good in this? What, James? No, there's no good in this. How dare you ask that question? There's always an opportunity to find good in something. And what does that say about you when you can find the good in something? When you can choose to see the silver lining, when you can choose to see the positive amongst chaos and stress and breakdown and all that emotion. We've gone through tough times. I've gone through tough times. I've talked about some of them. One of the things that helps me now, and it's, you know, really cool trick and you can choose to use this yourself is when I've gone through some particularly hard times, like hard times in business, like dealing with some uncomfortable situations, there might be that initial panic or anxiety or worry or fear. But then after that, this one thought pops into my mind and I can't help but smile. And the thought is this, the thought is when I get through this, because nothing's permanent, right? When I get through this, when this problem is solved, when I no longer have to deal with this, wow, how much more value, wisdom, and experience will I have that I can bring to my tribe? How much more will I be of service to my people because I've gone through this, because I've survived it? And today, for those of you guys who've been following along with so many of the success stories we share and the breakthroughs and the feedback and the results from our customers. One of the reasons that I attribute so much of how we've been able to help in our programs so effectively is because when I can listen and identify the problems, the struggles and the beliefs, the limiting beliefs that our students are going through, addressing those is as simple as going through a Rolodex of memories and experiences that I've personally had in my life, and then offering an exercise, a strategy, or a process for how I got through that. And at the end of the day, if you're here, you're listening because you're in some way a coach, a teacher, an expert, an authority, an influencer, and you think that you can actually help transform, influence, change, or solve problems 
for someone when you haven't gone through anything similarly. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but similarly, it's going to be a longer road. But if you think you can hold on to the problems that you're trying to solve for other people, good luck with that. If you're unwilling to do the work, if you're unwilling to solve the problems, if you're unwilling to resolve the issue, how do you ever expect to do it for somebody else? So that thought, that idea gets me out of the problem and into a state of gratitude. Gratitude for the problem? Yeah. Gratitude for the problem. I found the good in the problem and you can too. I believe you can find good no matter what you're going through. It may feel impossible right now. It may feel really challenging, but I would challenge you to keep looking because in time you will. It may not be today. You might be right in the middle of it right now, but in time, I promise you it will. Number one, nothing is permanent, right? The only thing that's permanent is change. So nothing is permanent. And number two, there's always good that can be found in anything and everything if you're willing to look for it. And for so many of us, the problems that we go through and put those in air quotes, the good in them is the lesson, the lesson we're going to learn, the lesson that allows us to grow. There's good in competition. You have a competitor that you feel threatened by. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's your freaking motivational video right there. That's your rocket fuel because a great competitor is going to fuel you to do your best work more than any motivational tape out there. Don't you get that? If there were no competitors, you wouldn't be forced to become your best. How grateful are we that there are others out there that will push us to test our own limits to see what we're capable of because we want to stay on top or we want to be the best or we want to be the number one choice. And then the customer wins because both the competitor and you keep raising the bar and the customer wins. Whoever they choose, it's like a better experience. There's always good if you want to choose, if you want to take the time and look for it. So how can you find a way to be grateful even for that which is like in the unwanted bucket in your life? That's the real work. It's easy to be grateful for what's in your life now. It's a simple like reminding you until it becomes a habit. But can you begin to be grateful for the things that aren't going well? It does not mean that more of them will come into your life. Okay. I'm grateful that this person is asking for a refund. Doesn't mean you're going to get more refunds. What if that's not what you're grateful for? What if you're just grateful that someone tried out your product? Why aren't just grateful that someone even considered purchasing in the first place? Because that's what they did do. And being all pissed off about it and complaining isn't going to change it. And if you really, really got how important it is to care about how you think and how you feel, you wouldn't spend a moment, a moment complaining. And you'd begin to live in a state of gratitude. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for all the comments and feedback that you send me on Instagram. And thank you for you being you.
Have a wonderful, happy, and safe Thanksgiving. And I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Blah, blah, blah. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.